Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. This is episode 147. As always, the Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt Blue. Whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall, it's always a good time to cozy up with a nice, ice-cold Labatt Blue after a long, hard day. And as always, we ask that you drink our premium beer responsibly, Labatt Blue. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. With that said, let's bring in alternate captain, Michigan's own Luke Glendening, as uh, we discuss uh, the recent players vote. Luke is the players rep for the Detroit Red Wings of uh, restarting the season with the 2014 playoff. And we also get into Luke's hockey life, which has been long and extensive in his legendary high school football career. So without further ado, let's welcome Luke Glendening to the Red and White Authority. Let's bring in one of the alternate captains of the Detroit Red Wings, of course, Michigan's own, and I mean University of Michigan's own, Luke Glendenny. Luke, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I am kind of curious. I want to go back. I know that you're the Red Wing Union rep. You're one of the uh, uh, 31 player reps, and you were in on these meetings, and yesterday, uh, or I guess now it's Tuesday, came out, and they uh, uh, they, they decided to – uh, go with the 2014 playoff. Was there any point during these negotiations that you were in on or when they were talking to the players, at least letting you know what you think, where the seven teams, when it became apparent that the Red Wings weren't coming back, that, you know, you kind of raise your hand in the uh, in the Zoom meeting and say, well, what about us? What benefit do we, the teams that aren't going to be in this playoff run, what do we get out of this? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, but I think ultimately it, it goes to the best the best way to reopen safely. Um, and, you know, the more teams that you have, um, the harder that was going to be. Uh, obviously, you know, you would love to love to be able to finish the season, love to have the opportunity to play, um, you know, but the committee that, that worked on it uh, worked really hard. And, um, you know, when, when the proposal came about the 24 teams, it seemed like the best option that was available. Um, and, you know, as we didn't really have uh, much of a dog in the fight at that point, but, uh, you know, we trust their judgment, um, you know, and I think the guys in the, in the league really came together and said, you know, this is, this is the best option that we have for this difficult circumstance and, and let's try to make it work. What kind of experience was this like for you? Obviously, you know, if I hear unprecedented times one more time, it'll be like the billionth time I've heard it. But, you know, but we are living in unprecedented times. I mean, what was it like to sit in here and know that even though the Red Wings may not, you have a huge responsibility to try to work something out. You're part of that group. For sure. It's, uh, you know, it was it was different. You know, you're on on the on the phone a lot. Um, and, and with so much uncertainty, there weren't a lot of answers. So we had a lot of questions, um, you know, but there weren't a lot of answers. And, um, you know, this is the first time that we're starting to get answers. Uh, and, you know, it's exciting for the league, I think, for the opportunity to get back um, as long as they can do it safely. You know, we just voted on the format so that if we do come back, um, that will be the format. It, it hasn't been voted on that we will um, for sure come back. But if we do come back, that will be the format. Um, and it, and it, it's exciting for the opportunity that it might happen. Um, you know, sports can bring people hope and, um, you know, it, that would be awesome. I know the vote, I guess, I don't know if it's been officially uh, been released, but two players, uh, Tampa and Carolina, said they voted no. So I believe it was like 29 to 2 was the vote. 
when you get to the point, will you open it up to the uh, to the rank and file, so to speak? Will all players get to vote on this, or will it be done by you 31 fellows again? So it it uh, it goes to the teams. Uh, each rep will will go back to the team, and um, you know bring you know we'll bring the information forward, um, and then as the as the players vote, um, that that will be relayed to the people in charge, and so everyone gets a vote, um, and so everyone gets a say. How engaged were your teammates in this? How much did you keep them abreast? Did you get a feeling one way or another that they reached a point where we've been off the ice for so long, hey, I, I'm competitive, I want to play these 11 games, but is it you know, worth it to come back and play 11 games? Uh, I mean, the guys on our team were great. They were very involved. Uh, you know, Abby's another one of our reps, so he was obviously really involved, but we had a lot of guys involved in, in the calls. And, um, you know, from the very beginning when we – when they didn't have many answers for us and we didn't really know which direction we were moving. Um, but, you know, I think we're all, you know, like you said, we're all competitive. We all wanted to get out there and get the chance to play. Um, but as this continues to get moved back further and further, um, you realize the hardships of getting these last games um, and what, what that would have been. Um, and then furthermore, you just have, you know, you don't want to let one season, um, this issues that we're having here, you know, make things tough for, you know, two, another two seasons. So um, you want to do it the best you can. I think the guys on our team understand that. Do you think that, and I know I'm asking you to speculate here, but we talked to Anthony uh, Mantha uh, on the, uh, on the headliner uh, on Tuesday's show, and he's thinking that the soonest the Red Wings are going to get back on the ice would probably be December. Are you hoping that the league makes provisions for the Red Wings and the the other six teams that aren't in this playoff format to allow you win safe. I know that that's the uh, that that's certainly the optimum thing here. You want it to be safe and healthy that you'll be able to congregate and become a team and at least you know start the process again of getting ready for the season. Yeah, it's a it's a tough a tough question to answer. I don't know what the what the right way to do that is. Um, you know, in terms of getting guys back and traveling and. Um, you know, you don't really want to be doing a training camp for too long. Uh, I mean, it's great to be with the guys, but training camps aren't the easiest thing in the world. So, um, you know, you do want to be prepared and it, with the possibility of being off for nine months, um, you know, that, that would be a challenge. So um, if we can figure out some way to to mitigate that a little bit, that would be great. But we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, there's still time for, for things to get worked out and uh, nothing has been discussed as of this point. So overall, just to wrap it up, and I really want to move on and talk about you and, and obviously the, uh, the Red Wings team, but I guess at the end of the day, this was probably the best case scenario for the National Hockey League and all the teams involved. For sure. I think, you know, there's, you can make arguments for other formats and whatever, but the you know, the, the guys who are working on this with the league, I think they did a great job. Um, and, you know, it's, you can say like, well, some teams wouldn't have been in and, and I understand all that, but this isn't a regular season. It's not a regular situation. So, uh, you know, this is the best, I, I think, uh, the best option for what we've been given. And, um, you know, it'll create some exciting matchups and uh, it's, it, it will look a little different for sure. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you're still going to have to to go through the, the teams and uh, to win the Stanley Cup. So it's not going to be a I don't know. I've heard the term COVID cup and a lot, a lot of guys said they didn't want this to be a COVID cup and to be an asterisk by it. But 
you know, I think with this format, it's, it's as close as we can get to what it would normally be. Well, you know what I want to say to the COVID Cup people? It's the Stanley Cup, and someone's going to raise it. And, and that's what it's all about, you know? So uh, you can take the COVID Cup and shove it where the sun don't shine. Uh, uh, we, we, <laughs> I, I know that's what you're thinking, Luke, but I wanted to say it for you because you're, <laughs> you're a decent person. I don't know what that says about me. But uh, anyway, let, I, I want your story, and I know I've talked to you a lot about this. I love it. I mean, you and your brother, Joe, the show, are legendary football players on the west side of the state. You won a state title at East Grand Rapids, and uh, uh, then you went to, the, I guess it's the Hoshka School or something out east, a prep school, because you wanted to try to latch on with a college football or hockey team. Billy Powers, the Michigan assistant coach, goes, is looking at another player, but he keeps coming back to Luke Glendening, Luke Glendening. He finds out, I don't think Billy was aware of it at the time, that you're actually from Michigan, from the western side of the state. You're a preferred walk-on at Michigan. You work your tail off. By the time that you're a sophomore at Michigan, you're an alternate captain, and your junior and season, season, you're the captain of the Michigan hockey team. Uh, which is, you know, you know, I, I'm a big Michigan fan, obviously, but that's <laughs> that story of of you in that per perseverance, because that's why coaches love you. Where does that come from? I mean, that inner drive. I mean, uh, you know, I love the story where they said, Luke, if you want to make it to the NHL, you got to learn to do got to learn face offs. You got to win face offs. Well, you weren't the greatest face off guy. Uh, around and boom, like a month later, you were one of the tops in the AHL in faceoffs. How does, where does that come from, Luke? Uh, I think my parents just instilled in me, you know, when I was young, uh, that never give up attitude, um, continue pushing. It, it doesn't matter what people say, um, you know, let that, that fuel your fire. And, um, you know, it's, they were, my family has always been a great support system. For me, uh, always encouraging me when people told me I couldn't do it. Um, obviously, you know, as you just mentioned my in my story, I've heard that a lot that I can't do it. Um, you know, but I've I've enjoyed every step of it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, the hardships and you know the the different route that I took um, have made me who I am today, and I'm so thankful for that. You know, what kind of influence? And I never have asked you this. What was Red? Berenson a big influence for you uh, when you got to Michigan? Uh, I, you know, and I know Mel Pearson and obviously, uh, you know, Billy Powers. I know that there was a great support staff there, but have coaches really had an effect on you is what I'm saying? Because we all know Mike Babcock just absolutely adores you. And I, know, I don't want to embarrass you that way, but coaches really, really like, I think, what you bring to a team. Yeah, I mean, Coach Berenson had a huge, huge impact on me. Um, you know, one, he was willing to give me a chance. Uh, you know, they were the only only college hockey team that was willing to do that. Um, you know, I, I'm not even sure it was him when I first got there. He didn't even know my name. Uh, you know, one of the stories that I've, I've told before, we're having our first team meeting. I'm sitting in my stall, and uh, he's talking, and then he says, right, Brandon, and he's staring at me, and – I'm staring back at him, and then, you know, after a five-second pause, Mel Pearson taps me on the leg and says he's talking to you. And I'm like, okay, well, the head coach doesn't know my name. Um, but, you know, he stuck with me, and he, he allowed me um, – you know, I wasn't, I wasn't an exceptional player, and I wasn't uh, a big-name player, but he allowed me to come into my own there and, um, you know, allowed me to, to work at, at trying to get better and, uh, you know – kept me around. They said, you know, when I had 
committed there. I, I don't know if what I did was committing, but uh, when I went there, they said, you know, you'd be on a one-year tryout. And uh, he kept me around and, um, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. And I think, you know, for Coach Barrett's and the biggest thing to him, uh, he always talked about, you know, having a warrior mentality on the ice. Um, but, you know, being uh, being able to talk to the kids from Moz Children's Hospital afterwards. And I think that has just always stuck with me of, of having that warrior mentality when you step into the rink. Um, but right when you step away, you know, there's so many more important things in life. Yeah, I remember years ago, uh, uh, because of your football prowess, uh, you told me, and we've talked about this too, that you miss football. And I said, why? And you said, you missed the hitting. And I remember going to Justin Advocator and saying, Justin, what is it with you guys from the west side of the state? Well, Denny just told me he misses football for the hitting. And Justin goes, what's he talking about? We're hockey players. We hit all the time. But you explained it to me that the physicalness of football compared to hockey, it's an entirely different thing. Yeah, I've always thought it's it's very different. I'm, I'm so thankful that I played football. I think it, you know, it helped me with my balance so much and um, taking hits and, um, you know, probably has saved my head a few times. Um, and this is the way that, you know, you're supposed to take a hit and not. Um, but I, I just think that when you're on ice, it, it's a little more fluid. So sometimes you can get hit and you just, you know, kind of bounce around. But in football, when you really get stuck or you really hit someone, um, you know, your cleats are coming out uh, off off the turf and, and you're going down. And uh, I don't know, it's just, I'm, I do, I still miss it. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed that part of football. Have you ever taken Abby down just to uh, keep him honest? <laughs> no, I think he'd, I think he'd, he'd have my number. Really? I'd like to see that actually. I, you know, do something for charity. Do something for charity. You know, uh, you, uh, two alternate captains going at it. Uh, let's move Strap on to the on season. The be- <laughs> yeah, that's right. There we go. You know, and, and, and you know what? You're going to win the COVID Cup. How about that? If it, maybe they'll keep all the. <laughs> You're playing for the COVID Cup for charity. Uh, who, who do you have, Glenny? Or do you have Abby? You know, it'll it'll be super. Uh, uh, With that said, you put the A on for the first time for the Red Wings last season. I know it was difficult. Uh, You know, I've told all the guys that had to wear the A this year uh, privately that I I just thank you because this was a difficult season. It it just seemed it was such a snowball effect. You lose one game and then suddenly it's four or five games. What was it like this year? for you to be one of the guys that are front and center when a team isn't doing well? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's difficult. You know, our team didn't have a great year. I didn't have a great year personally. Um, and then, you know, when you're, when you see the same things a lot every night, you know, whether it was a collapse or, um, you know, one thing or another, or, you know, our PK wasn't great this year. So, um, you know, answering questions about that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I think I said to the media multiple times, I, I'm sorry, I don't have much for you. It just seems like we're talking about the same thing every night. Um, you know, and that falls on falls on me. It falls on the rest of the guys in the room that um, until we make a change on, on what we're doing, um, you know, we're going to have to continue answering those questions. So um, hopefully a motivator for all of us is, is we don't want to, you know, continue to, to have to answer the questions about what we're doing poorly um, and hopefully we can move in the right direction. Yeah. How difficult was it after, after a game 
when one of the PR guys come to you and look at the four of you, whether it's Nielsen, you, uh, Justin Abdicator, Dylan Larkin, and say, okay, uh, you know, let's draw straws because one of you is going to have to go out there. I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, did you did, did you have a rotation? Because it, it really seemed Dylan and you and Abby and, and Nielsen too, but the three of you were out there all the time. Is that the obligation of wearing the letter? Or is it the obligation because you're all from Michigan? <laughs> I don't know, maybe a little <laughs> bit of both. But, you know, I think so much credit is due to Dylan. I thought, you know, especially – uh, I mean, I know he's been around the league for a few years now, but at his age to have to stand in there, um, you know, and being our best player, you know, arguably every single night um, and to explain what happened again and again and again. Um, you know, I, I thought he did it with grace. He did it with uh, – he just did a, a great job with it. And, um, you know, I, it's it's not always easy getting up there and having to explain um, – you know, and for him, it's not not necessarily explaining what he did wrong, but what as a team we did wrong. Um, you know, and it's it's not easy, but I think you know for all of us, it's it's a it's a time to look in the mirror and see how individually we can be better and help. And you know, like I said, hopefully next year we can have better conversations with the media about things we're doing right and you know how we're moving the bus in the right direction. Were you encouraged? I mean, there were some games obviously that, that weren't good. But overall, were you encouraged by the wherewithal and the will of this team? You guys always competed hard. You tried every night, even though the results might not be there. Doesn't that say something, at least for the core, that the Red Wings are, is that regardless of where we're at, we're still going to go out there and be a competitive team? For sure. And, and I, I think I've said this to you um, before, but, you know, I love the character of the guys in the room. Um, I, I've never, that's never wavered. I, I think the guys do show up. Uh, we compete. Um, you know, we work hard, uh, you know, but at some point we've got to get better results. And, um, you know, that falls on us to, to go out and execute and, and do things the right way. And, um, you know, I, I, I do I do believe in the guys in that room, but uh, you know, there's a time and time and place, and and we got to go out and and execute. Uh, are you encouraged by what you see from some of the young guys? When you look at, uh, you know, Rasmussen was up uh, two years ago. He was in GR learning to play center position that you also had to learn how to play. Uh, uh, do you like what you're seeing as far as down the pipeline? And obviously, you know, I, I I'm a very much a pessimist. Uh, I think the Red Wings are going to get the fourth overall pick this year. But regardless of, of how it happens, you're going to bring in another really good hockey player. Do you like this direction? Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to be excited about what's coming. Uh, there's some some players in GR that are that are itching to get their chance um, in the NHL and, and hoping to make it stick. And, um, you know, you don't know what will happen in the draft, but we'll see as, as we move forward here. And, uh, it's an exciting time to be a part of, of the Red Wings. I mean, I know the last couple of years haven't haven't gone the way that we wanted to, the way the fans wanted to, um, or the management wanted to. But um, you know, there's there's things that are coming, and and it's an exciting time to be a part of it. How much interaction do you have with Steve Eiserman? And uh, was it a little different? Obviously, when Ken Holland's here for you know, forever, it seems like. And, you know, and he did, you know, I don't care what anybody says, he did a tremendous job as the Red Wing general manager. But when somebody like Steve, you've grown up in Michigan, you know what Steve Eiserman means to uh, uh, not only the Red Wings, but to the culture of this entire state. How has that been for you? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it was obviously different, uh, you know, 
having Kenny for, I don't know, what would that be, six years um, before you just kind of get used to things being one way. But, you know, me growing up in Michigan, uh, Steve was my favorite player growing up, uh, you know, so was, I was a little intimidated the first time that I saw his name pop up on my phone, um, you know, to, to see what, what was going on. But, um, you know, he's been great. He's been, uh, he's, he's just got such an interesting perspective. Um, you know, from being in Detroit, playing in Detroit, going through um, some tough times in Detroit, and then, you know, obviously coming out the other side of it. So uh, he's been great to talk to, um, a great sounding board. He, he listens. Um, he's got a real, uh, his, his, he's got a great hand on the pulse of the team and, and what's going on. And um, so that, that's been awesome. When you uh, look at it, I guess my final question is, is that you have a knack for picking the winner of the Michigan-Michigan State football game uh, year in and year out. Uh, and you've even picked the Spartans, even though you're, you know, Michigan through and through. Uh, any early feeling what might happen if uh, if they if they get back on the field? Do you, do you have a feeling one way or another? No, this is too far away. I'm, I'm, I'm usually about a week out that I can make a decision, but uh, this is too much for me. All right, and I, I want you to keep that football player mentality, though, okay? Never change that because uh, I've always loved when you've told me you're, uh, you have a football player mentality in a hockey player's body, I guess. So, uh, so that, that, that's yeah. got to be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah Luke Denny. Yeah, really, you just keep it going. I always enjoy talking to you. You know, I know it was a tough year, but again, uh, on behalf of everybody, thank you. You're a very stand-up guy. I know why you wore that C for a couple of years at Michigan and then the A as a sophomore. Uh, but thank you for joining us on the Headliner. Best of luck, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on the ice sooner rather than later. Thank you. All right, sounds good. Thanks so much for having me.